Hello and welcome to Babbel. I'm Rob Simcox and in this episode I'm talking to musician and author Colin Sanson Reagan. Colin's first solo album, Go, enjoyed a spot in the top five download charts and songs from it have been featured in documentaries, compilations and educational materials. You can also be found regularly gigging in Cardiff. His first novel, The Fly Guy, published six years ago, is a twisted thriller which explores the creative process and questions how much control artists have over their creations. His short story collection, The Tall Owl and Other Stories, was published at the end of last year. This is a selection of ten stories spanning different times and places, examining the bonds which build, influence and sometimes constrain our lives. In this interview, we talk about his creative journey and processes through his various artistic outlets, discuss his musical production techniques, including the importance of deadlines and collaboration, and the idea of writing specifically for publication. Hi, Colm. How are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you, Rob? Yes, I'm very good. Where are we talking to you today from? Oh, I'm at my house in Pontyclyn. Uh, hey, very mm. nice. I assume the weather's similar to me then today, kind of grey and miserable. It is. I'm looking straight out the window now, but the, the sun is really shine, trying to shine through those clouds. Um, so it's kind of a grey light, which is, yeah. Might yeah. be a good day for a walk, though. Yeah, fair. Yeah, better than what I've got here at the moment down in the uh, southeast of uh, England. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, not so good. First question then how has the last year or so been affecting your work? Well, you know, when, when, when lockdown kicked in, it was as if there was this great opportunity to, um, to start to get working on all those projects that, uh, you know, that were kind of stacking up. Um, but more time doesn't necessarily mean more productivity. Uh, so the first thing I did was I finished off a story that I wanted to get done. And then I, I was working on a screenplay with a friend of mine. But it was all very bitty. I found it really hard to, to kind of concentrate on, on, on one particular thing as well, because stuff like the launch of the book was coming up. Yeah. And that was obviously put back because it couldn't be done um, in the way we wanted to do it. Um, all the music plans fell apart as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was frustrating is, is how I'd say I put it. And then the feeling that, well, I should be getting a lot more done than I actually am. Um, so it was that kind of, uh, you know, beating myself up for, for not being more productive in a time when there seemed to be lots of time to do yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've found that myself, and I know I've spoken to a lot of people and found that you have all the free time, you think, oh, I should be doing so much with it, and then nothing ends up happening, and then you start feeling terrible about it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that terrible cycle almost, isn't it? Uh, well, they'll be interested to hear from you now would be your journey basically in your creative career from where you started in music and then over the over the creative writing aspects of the years what was how has your journey been from start to finish in an overview because i imagine there's quite a lot (laughs) put in there um when i was uh, as a teenager in, in ireland i was um I was, I've always been very interested in writing, but I always imagined that writing would be something I'd do in my 50s or 60s. Uh, when I imagined writers, I imagined people with, you know, lots of kind of life experience who said, right, that's it, I'm off to, you know, and you think, you don't think you'd be young, Henry, 
do you? You think of a kind of, you know, an elderly one. Um, uh, so um, that was, it's always been my kind of impression of writers, uh, which, you know, is blatantly false. There's plenty of fantastic writers who are, you know, much younger than I am. But um, anyway, uh, once I, I did some acting um, in, in Ireland as a teenager, and then, but once I started playing music, I found it a much um, more instantly gratifying way of expressing myself and of actually uh, getting on with people and meeting people and, and creating uh, friendships through music. Um, and I found the people that I encountered in music were a lot more kind of down to earth and easy to get on with than the people I was encountering in theatre. Oh. Interesting. So then I I uh, I started. I, I was busking, um, and I got. Uh, I was approached by um, a couple who owned a bar in the Canary Islands, and they offered me a job. So I moved from Dublin to the Canary Islands, and then started playing music. And that was it. Then I decided, right, if I can't, if I can't make a living with uh, without all I should need is my guitar and a pen. That's what I, that's what I decided. If I can't make a living without that, then I, then I'm not trying hard enough. And that's been kind of my, uh, my mantra ever since. I, I think, that. um, so by closing off, I, you know, it's not a great way of approaching life, I guess, to kind of close off possibilities, but that's what I was doing. You know, it's like saying, right, if it doesn't involve, if, if it involves me having to, um, two lots of training, then I'm not going to do it. How lazy <laughs> is that? That's terrible. But that's what that was what I do. Moving on from that one into your own creative process, do you have a particular process for a particular sides of things like your music, your writing, uh, novel writing, and in comparatively the story, uh, the short story writing? Is Do you have different ways of doing a creative or does it all follow a similar line of the process? The, um, the, the novel writing is something which is very peculiar to, to itself. When the short story writing I would compare to kind of doing an album or something like that where you've got um, short stories are great. I love them because you can uh, you can be in one and then pull yourself out and then pick up another one that you've been working on and you know do aspects of that or you can be working on something go you know this might actually work better in in this other story uh and it's you don't have to be as purely single-minded and um with the with the kind of fictional novel um you are waist deep in it and you're you're pushing yourself through and everything, everything feeds into it. I had, and, and the kind of routine of how I, I wrote was I'd be out gigging. I'd come back, um, you know, get back in maybe half 12, one o'clock. And I had two in, in the novel, the fly guy, there's two kind of storylines. One is a detective and the other is of the writer. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if I was on the detective if I was on the writer's storyline, I had a Chopin um, uh, nocturnes to, to listen to. 
and the other one was Bach's cello suites, because I found that listening to music with words was didn't help at all with with writing. It's very distracting. Um, so I found these these were two things. So uh, and it was just like a trigger. So once I turned that music on, it was a trigger for me to kind of get into that place. Then I had treat a kind of a treat system where I, where I had some nice red wine, um, and I would allow myself another another uh, you know another sip of red wine or a top up or whatever when I'd reached a certain maybe a thousand words or two thousand words. I forget exactly what it was, but wine and chocolate was important for uh, keeping me going through that. <laughs> and then I do I do probably maybe two hours kind of until about three o'clock or so, um, and uh, and then stop. So that was um, so all my writing for the novel was done at night, really. And then when I edited it, it was all edited during the day. Um, editing was much more daytime thing, um, with less less wine involved, um. <laughs> And then uh, the short stories were, were a different thing. I've got there's a place in uh, in Tanby, in in, um, in West Wales. There's a, a hotel that rents kind of bedsit rooms right on the seafront. So um, I took myself away there a few times for like three four days at a time. Mm. So I had like three uh, three sessions of that, where um, where I took myself away and just got a lot of writing done in those couple of days um, in a really short space of time. And then at home, it, you know, kind of ref refining ideas. Um, mm -hmm. So that, that was a very different thing. The, the, the short stories were like really intense periods of, of writing and then refining afterwards. Um, whereas the novel was very much a, a marathon, a non, you know, a continual kind of thing. And you, uh, with the short story, they found it easier, easy to kind of put down and then come back to after a while. But with the novel, it did feel like you had to keep, you just had to keep going. Otherwise, it, it, it wouldn't get done, yeah. you know. Um, so in in those in that way, those, those were quite different um, approaches. Mm. And the uh, the short stories are great because, as well, you can you can finish your short story without without explaining everything or tying everything up. Or you, a short story mm -hmm. is wonderful. It's like you can a short story could be about me setting up the camera for this uh, for this meeting. That could be the short story, yeah. and, the short, and, the, and the story can end once we press record. Yeah, so it's just a snippet of. Uh, either a life or uh, something, an event that's going on. Exactly. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And it can, you know, it could be, or it could be, um, you know, uh, everything that's happened in my life up until this point. But, uh, or, or in, in a, you know, it, but depending on how you write it. Mm. Um, but I do like the idea of being able to just put something down and, and leave it there and move on. Whereas with a novel, you can't do that. You've really got to, um, work everything through everything has to have a consequence that's you know, <laughs> that's the thing i think that my love of short stories was the was again the the, the thing of after 
an hour, half an hour, not very long of reading, you put something down and 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 think, Oof, what just happened? Like looking at yeah. a piece of art for 10 minutes or something and then walking away and thinking, Oof, what just happened there? There's something there was, you know? Um, yeah. So our, our listening to amazing song, our seeing a performance live and then walking away thinking, mm. right, what just happened? Whereas the novel is a, is a more immersive thing. And when you put the novel down, you expect to have the answers of what just happened. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, actually, to be fair, I, uh, I was reading, uh, which one was it? A Silk from your uh, short stories the other day. And I was, I, you know, and I was literally did that on my lunch break for a half hour, uh, read through that one. Uh, and it was exactly as, yeah, as you described, it's a moment where you can just have it, you read it and then you come away from it and you do have to pause and think you don't have everything either end of it or it's not all tied up it's just there and yeah mm. i guess it's more of a more of a way to get people to think rather than afterwards like with a novel you then go ah, it's all done and he's all tied yeah. up gives you that moment yeah. of just being like ah okay and the, the idea has to think a bit more don't you yeah okay. and that happens um you know if you if you open yourself up to um uh, experiences in in life in terms of encounters with people, mm. um, and that's another thing about kind of doing the doing the musician thing and the travel thing that that involves is the amount of different characters you you end up encountering, um, and sometimes some of those conversations are not even conversations, just observations of characters. A lot of that feeds into stories for me. You do, you have, I don't know if you're still running the course specifically or, uh, but the the writing for publication course mm. in particular, uh, found this one interesting on the basis that it almost admits that you're not necessarily doing uh, your writing for pure creativity. It You're doing it with uh, the idea of knowing your market, uh, wanting people to read it. So is how I assume within that course you you talk discuss I guess the balance of between expressing your creativity and uh, also writing the work that's going to sell. It's a tough one, um, and it's it, because it's a tough one. It's a, it's an interesting module. It's an interesting course. For instance, when I wrote the Fly Guy, I but the the advice you're always given is you got to know your genre even before you write. You got to know your genre. If you want to, if you want to be able to target a, you know, a market after you write it and submit it to publishers or whatever, and I did, um, and I think that a lot of writers that is not their primary concern when they sit down and write. So consequently, when, um, uh, when I sent it out, one of the um, uh, publishers that I sent it to. Uh, because I described it as, I think I was going on about it as element of horror and mystery or something like that. I didn't phrase it very well. And they came back saying, we'll, uh, we, we can angle this as a psychological thriller. I said, great, that, that covers a whole range of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a great bracket to put it in. Hmm. But, but I hadn't thought of that before I was writing it. I just thought that, that this is a cool idea. And it, it, it draws me in and kind of scares me. Um, and it's something I want to explore. Um, 
And again, that's the nice thing about when you're writing short stories is because they don't, they are a genre unto themselves, really. You know, the short story can be, uh, you know, it can be kind of anything. So it is something I have difficulty with myself. And it's also a thing I have difficulty with in terms of, um, in terms of the music is that when I was trying to, uh, get people to represent my music for me, they'd say, okay, well, what is it exactly? And say, well, singer songwriter uh you know they go yeah but you know and and my because I, I love blues music i love folk music but when i think of folk i think of kind of old school um uh folk stuff and because i had great difficulty in defining myself i found it very difficult to to get people to represent me because they didn't know how to if i couldn't define myself how could they represent right yeah if if you decide that i'm going to make an income from my creative output it is something you have to consider and that was the decision i made like i said all i want to do i just if i can't do it with my guitar and my pen um that that was it like that the guitar and the pen that's how i'm going to get money to live my life and in, and so when you decide that that's what you're going to do, you're immediately um, engaging with the commercial world. And then there are things which you have to kind of fit into, which is, yeah. which is very frustrating. And yeah. I'm not very good at it. Uh, and, the, and then when it comes to publishing, there's the, the, the publishing, the book publishing world now is very different to how it was even 10 years ago, five years, you know, definitely 10 years ago. And then it started this kind of um, trajectory where the the bigger publishers um, don't matter as much as they used to. They still do to a certain extent, but the, um, when people browse online, they're not looking at whether it's Macmillan or whether it's Penguin or whatever. They're just looking at, uh, the reviews and what other, what it's like, you know, this, if you like this, then you might like whatever, yeah. you know, that's the kind of parameters that people think with it, um, and recommendations. And that is why knowing your genres is really important because then you can target it at, uh, right. This is definitely fantasy fiction. Um, or this is definitely, uh, you know, um, uh, a kind of uh, action thriller or detective thriller or whatever it might be mm. or um you know romance or but it is an interesting uh conversation that happens within because it's the third year module and at that point the the people are thinking about whether whether they actually want to try and and make money from writing and if they think at that point that they're up to it and, that, and so it's a question of right if you want to, how how do you do it? What's the best way? And I don't think I've got all the answers, but I've got a lot of um, kind of information about about different ways and what doesn't work. I got I got a lot of experience in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's more that can be more helpful though to to know all the things yeah. not to do. I mean, I, I mean, I've been look, I've been really lucky. Um, the the uh, the flygo was was picked up really quickly by an American publisher, 
um, after I'd gotten plenty of refusals from UK um, agents and publishers. This friend of mine just said, well, have you approached anybody in the States? And I, that hadn't even occurred to me. And she said, well, why not? Because it's just going to be online anyway, you know. So what difference does it make where the, where the publisher is based? And the States has lots, lots more um, successful independent publishers than the UK does. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I approached, you know, approached a couple of them and, um, and got a deal really quickly. So your music that you've done yourself, do you produce a lot of that yourself? Do you mainly do writing and lyrics and then take it to uh, studios and producers to do the, help you with the rest of it, or do you do that a lot of it yourself? No, it's it's the latter. It's um, I'll uh, I'll get the uh, I'll write it, um, get some kind of arrangement together, um, get a really good concept of of what it is, get other musicians, figure out the other musicians I want involved, what I want them to do, um, and then take it to uh, take it to a producer. I I I've never um, set up a, a home studio. I've set up a basic recording. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Demos down. But in terms of um, terms of getting to that point where I could come up with something finished myself, I've never I've never done it. Um, and you know, in that probably not the not the wisest way to do things. Um, but what it does mean. For instance, the uh, the project I'm working on now is mm. uh, a, a project of it's a collection of folk songs, but they're old folk songs. They're a cappella folk songs that would would have been sung in um, the Shanno style, which is an Irish style of singing, which is unaccompanied. And so these are songs which, you know, some would date back to well the. They would date back a long time. There's lots of different versions of them, but they're they're all, you know, in uh, there's no copyright on them or anything. They would have been um, passed down. Different places have different variations of them. Right. So, for instance, there, there's one which is um, back to the kind of Jacobite Revolution times. You know, uh, another one from the English uh, Civil War. And, uh, so they're very, very old melodies, yeah. all in the English language. So I don't have any, um, don't have any Welsh songs on there yet. Uh, but from England, Ireland, Scotland, and uh, and Wales, I'm still looking for a, a song from Wales that I like to do. So I've, I've, I'm working with a producer in Bristol uh, called Gaz Williams, and so I approached a couple of different producers about this uh, about this. What I wanted to do, and uh, and Gaz was the one who who immediately kind of clicked. I didn't have to explain too much about what I wanted to do, right. and the idea of building up arrangements only with voice. That I wanted it to to be quite an immersive experience, but I didn't want it to sound like a choir. I didn't want it to sound like a barbershop. I didn't want it to sound like, you know, the kind of expected. Uh, yeah. So and all the textures are is all, only comes from 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 my voice. Yeah. So no other instrumentation. And pulling something like that off myself at home would be super difficult. 
Um, I think that the when you get to that uh, point of so sorry, Gaz. So what I wanted to say first of all, so Gaz has got some. First of all, he's got a cool studio with lots of great stuff in it that I would never have thought of buying, um, and uh, and he's just got a really in-depth knowledge of um, of how we can uh, how we can use these tools that he's got to to still um, create something that sounds uh, totally authentic and doesn't sound like it's like it's overproduced. You know, and and because for me, music is a super collaborative experience, um, mm-hmm. and working with a producer is uh, I've I've always enjoyed I've always enjoyed going into a studio with somebody else there who has got ideas that I might not necessarily have thought of, or yeah. who says that's good, but it's not quite good enough, and so forces mm-hmm. me to up my game. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, and that relationship, I think, is, is really important. Yeah. So I, in, in, in that sense, um, me setting up a studio at home, for one thing, I don't know if I'd ever actually finish anything. Cause that's another thing about going into studios. You have a finite amount of time. Yeah. You're set. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to get it done. Yeah. Whereas if it was at home, I don't know if I'd ever, I'd, and as well, there's so much. Uh, maybe I'm just too lazy to learn it all, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unfinished projects music-wise that I also have on my... It's a lot of, oh, that's a great idea, put it down. Do you, do you it, uh, I do-ish, uh, uh, but like I said, I mean, a lot of them are unfinished on the basis that... I've, I mean, I basically just need to probably, as you say, collab with people and develop my ideas a little further. That's probably what I need to do is my next step, to be honest. Well, that's one of the hardest things I've found about um, about the writing um, process and the novel in particular is, is kind of being disciplined enough to, to get it to a point, you know, to, to get it finished and to, and to get it to a point where I think, okay, I'm going to have to send this off now. Um, whereas when you're collaborating with someone, you do have somebody else there to... to to tell you to, to, you know what I mean? To say, well, listen, yeah. I got another project in February. So it'd be great if we wrap this one up by, you know, the end of the year or whatever that might be. Um, deadline yourself almost. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, um, with writing and then, so uh, then when you enter, when you, uh, when you get into the, uh, a relationship with a publisher, then mm. that's the kind of publishers deal. It is like a producer in a way. In that yeah, yeah. they kind of uh, they kind of set parameters. They'll they'll send stuff back to you, and that's not quite good enough. Um, or uh, I don't believe I don't believe this. Do you really? You know what I mean? This this part of the story falls down a bit, um, and there's a deadline for that. I that I need a reply by or whatever. You know. Mm. Whereas if you're self-publishing, there is that uh, thing of maybe thinking, okay, that's good enough. And then releasing it, and then a couple of years later, looking back and going, Oof. Oh, "Yeah," but it's out there. And if people have read that one book by you, which you've self-published, or half read it, or read the first couple of chapters and put it down, mm. the likelihood of them picking up another book by you is very, uh, very slight yeah. indeed. If they've had, if they put one down, you know. Yeah, fair enough. 
Oh, well, I was just going to go on to saying uh, what's what's uh, next for you? For you? Uh, what have you got in the pipelines, writing-wise? Because obviously you had the you've got two books out, The Fly Guy and The Tall Owl. The Tall Owl. And the other stories, which is, yeah, yeah, like I said, I've read uh, a few of those. Really nice. Music-wise, you've got a lot. So what's what's on the horizon? Well, there's there's the album with Gaz, um, Mm. which I think is, the the working title is called Love and the Sea, but that's just the working title. Mm. Um, But we're getting back in the studio soon. um, And so hopefully we can work through that pretty quickly. Uh, I'm putting together a collection of folk stories so original folk stories which kind of set up like as as one would imagine kind of fairy tales but take out any princesses and uh our magic castles i don't go for that but uh these all kind of folk tales so i'm i'm working on that and the idea then would be that i could release the album and this and this book at the same time which would be nice. I'm working in collaboration as well with uh, storytellers um, from Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and we're we're putting together uh, this idea for kind of performances that will travel, um, where we'll have storytelling, uh, music, some acapella folk singing, and stuff like that. So we're putting together that kind of thing, and. Um, what else? And yeah, there's there's a, another a, another novel in the in the pipeline as well. But cool. I'm not that that's that's bubbling away. Um, it's actually been bubbling away for a while, and I keep finding other things to um, other projects that that will that will give me more ins that will give gratification sooner. That's the problem with the novels is that it's such a long thing that you go well if I do this. So, but but it's there, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working on it. Um, so yeah, that that's it. I mean, and then once I mean, once we can start playing music again, I'm gonna be out playing my band. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be out and about all over the gig place at that yeah. point. I imagine so many musicians are gagging to get back out there and just start Absolutely. playing again. Absolutely, there's gonna be once once the restrictions are lifted, um, every everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna be wanting to. Uh, Want to just make some noise? I had a dream. Could be nice. I had a dream that I was lying underneath the floor tom of uh, of one of my drummers. That's how much I'm missing this noise. And it was a fun. I was a beautiful dream. I loved it. I didn't want to wake up. I woke up from it and wanted to fall back asleep and get back into it. I was underneath the floor tom and he was hammering it. And it was just <laughs> and and just that. Um, Vibration yeah. of of in the air around you, mm. people, that music around you. It's it's it. You know, it, it does affect you at a molecular level. It, yeah. it really the energy moves you in ways. Yeah, you know? feeling uh, you can't really describe, but it's just there, and it's every it's everything in that moment for sure. Yeah, amazing. Well, I would going to say thank you for joining us today, Colin. It has been absolutely lovely to have you on well thanks very much Rob uh, the Fly Guy and the Tool Hour are both available on various uh, sites I imagine yeah uh, whatever wherever you get your books from you'll be able to you'll be able to get them 
Well, there you go. That's where you can get from music and stuff. But you also have your own website, which uh, basically collects all of your various ongoings all into one place, which is yeah. a very useful spot for anyone who's wanting to find out more. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and thank you, travelers, for listening. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for tuning into Babel today. Whether it's your first time or you've been here since the start, we're so happy to have you and hope you enjoy the arts and literature interviews available. This is a free platform to project the voices of those starting out and those who've spent years journeying to this point in their career. From the new to the renowned, the 60-year-old debut novelist to the 20-year-old musician, we want to babble with everyone. So get in touch if this is you or if you'd like to do some interviewing yourself. You'll find us on Twitter at babbleshow underscore, on Instagram at babbleshow, and on www.babbleshow.com.